Hello, and welcome to another podcast by Touchstone Financial Education. My name is Elliot Cox. I'm the chief content creator here at TFE. And today we are going to discuss which stocks I like going into the end of the year and into first quarter of 2024. But let me do a little housekeeping first, if I may. The last few weeks I've been absent, but we've been working hard here at TFA to change our platform a little bit. So we've added some things to the website. We've added a class list. So if you can go to touchstonefinancialeducation.com, you'll see on one of the pages there, the times and dates for the classes we will be having starting in 2024. Classes have been great this year. I appreciate all my students. We have a good time. So please take a look if you're interested in learning in a more classroom environment. And of course, these classes are online. You will find them again at touchstonefinancialeducation.com. Also, we've opened an Instagram and Facebook page. We're always trying to expand the platform to make it easier for you listeners and watchers to reach out to us. Please take a look, comment, and of course, there's the all-important YouTube videos, which hopefully some of you are finding this one on as well. We have other platforms like Spotify and Apple, et cetera. We've been expanding through those for quite a while, but it's Facebook and Instagram that are the newest additions to our platform. Of course, we're going to add this to LinkedIn as well, and you'll find me, Elliot Cox, or Elliot Charles Cox, the second, at the LinkedIn website. So there you go. Now, let's go ahead and get into it. Stocks that I am watching in this particular environment. Okay, and by that, I mean the last time I recorded a podcast three weeks ago, the environment was a little bit different. Tech stocks weren't moving. It was still all about the sector rotation. Oil was still trading in the mid to high 80s, which also meant that oil stocks had run. Because I had talked about that in May and June, how there was a sector rotation happening and value stocks and energy in particular were looking pretty good. So oil had gone from the mid 60s per barrel, price per barrel, into the mid 90s and pulled back into the 80s. We are now at a place right now today, as the markets are open, at about $72 per barrel, okay? So again, significant change, and this also means that the oil stocks like ExxonMobil and Chevron that we spoke about last time, they have come down in price. And I don't see that as a negative, I see that as an opportunity to either jump into a value play as we move into 2024, or add more to the position. Because again, reach out with ExxonMobil, they went from about $100 a share up to $120, and they've retraced their steps. We've had a buildup of inventory in oil. We recognize there is a slowdown of domestic growth in China. I should call it foreign growth, but internally, China isn't growing as fast. And we still have an environment where the Saudis have reduced production by about a million barrels a day. Basically, all this says is set up is this is an opportunity to take a look if you're more of a value investor. Please circle back to energy. If you have energy in your portfolio already, go ahead and hold on to it. And those of you who are using funds, you have these type of stocks in your balanced fund, growth and income fund, high yield dividend fund. So you don't have to do anything but let it ride. All right. Now on to technology. Tech seems to be roaring back, and it has for the last couple of weeks, at least since I've recorded the last podcast. And I'm going to review some of the things that I've been watching all year that have had a killer run, but also I still like going forward. And I'm going to start with 
a company called Riot, R-I-O-T. They are a blockchain company, meaning they are tied to cryptocurrencies. Now, we haven't talked about cryptos in a very long time because it seems that they've kind of been out of favor with investors. But one of the things I like about Riot, despite its nosebleed valuations, meaning I wouldn't as a value investor or a fundamentalist, if you will, meaning I like to see good numbers coming out of companies, earnings per share, price to sales, et cetera, okay? We don't invest in Riot, or I should say place a trade in Riot because of its fundamentals. I like it because its move parallels Bitcoin. And now that Bitcoin is trading up at about $36,000 per coin, Riot has also come up. So it's come up from below five this year, hung out around eight, 10, 11, peaked at about $20 a share during the summer. And right now it's sitting at about $10, $11 a share as I record this. And what that tells me is that if Bitcoin continues to move to the upside, Riot will continue its rise. All right. Now, am I wanting to go back to $20 a share? That would be great. This is a trade for me. So I would take from $10, $11 a share, I'll take 15 bucks all day long. That's a 50% move to the upside late in the fourth quarter, maybe early 2024. Valuations, please don't look. It is a trade and not an investment. So set your sell target appropriately. Remember, it is not about how we get into stocks that makes a difference and creates profits. It's how we get out. So circling back to a podcast I did some time ago, please use your stop loss orders and limit orders to get in and out of Riot. And for those of you who don't know, stop loss and limits, et cetera, because you're newer to the game, please go back about eight months to one of my podcasts where I discuss how to place a trade. All right. Another company I like a lot and liked it for a long time is Palantir. Palantir is trading up at about $20 a share, a little bit less today because the markets have pulled back. But what I like about Palantir is that it's part of the cybersecurity component of tech, number one. Number two, there are rumors now, and rumors on Wall Street or a dime a dozen, I know, but Palantir might be added to the S&P 500. And what that means is a company's going to come off of that index, Palantir will be added so that all of those S&P 500 funds that we see in our 401ks and out there on our platforms, they will have to add Palantir to their portfolio which in turn means upward pressure on the stock. And Palantir also had a great earnings season. I don't know if you guys followed through on earnings this last you know, few weeks as we've kind of gone through reports, et cetera. They did very well, will be added to the S&P 500 potentially, which also means more upside. And I would say it's a great trade, but it also is going to be a great investment as cybersecurity expands with the use of artificial intelligence. So I've got Riot, I've got Palantir, and last, on the tech side now, I like Adobe a lot. And I've loved it for years. For those of you who've been investing since the 90s, like myself, Adobe has never disappointed, even through the tech bubble, right? Yeah, you'll get a pullback, but Adobe is one of those great long-term buy-and-hold positions. Again, you fund investors, mutual funds, ETFs, you'll find it in funds like the VGT, which is the Vanguard Tech Fund, or Information and Tech Fund, whatever. You'll also find it, of course, in your S&P 500 funds because Adobe is a component 
of the S&P 500. But in particular, this stock has gone from closer to $500 today. It's trading above $600. And its most recent high, let's say going back about 16 months, was about $700 a share before it pulled back. So we're at six. So it's continuing to rise. And in full disclosure, I am sitting on some Adobe right now as well. So I do like Adobe long-term. I like Riot as a trade. And I like Palantir as both a trade and a long-term investments because of its potential for being added to the S&P 500. That's a big move for a stock. It's also prestigious for companies to be added to such an index because that means that they have arrived, they are large cap and can follow the rules of that index, which means they were around for a long time to come. Now, let me circle back to energy real quick. One of the things that usually happens with conflict in the Middle East is that energy prices rise. Anytime there is a conflict and it's prolonged, energy prices rise. We are not seeing that this time around. This time we've gone again from the mid 90s down to the low 70s, actually dipped back into the 60s for a minute, but we are in the low 70s on price per barrel of oil. And this is with the backdrop again of the Saudis reducing price per barrel, or excuse me, the number of barrels they're producing a day by about a million barrels a day. On the flip side of that, we've got a slowdown in China. So they're not buying as much oil. Remember, China buys its oil because it doesn't have that natural resource on its own. All right. Also, we are seeing a buildup of inventories, but this, I'll tell you, for me, is going to pass. All right. A buildup of inventories, we will see a drawdown and prices come back up once again. But the reason I mention the Middle East conflict is that if this continues or expands, this will definitely put upward pressure on the price of oil per barrel. But what does that mean for investors if you're not directly investing in oil? That means that oil companies, ExxonMobil, Chevron, all of them, Valero, Marathon Oil, they're all going to increase in value over time. That's why I say don't give up on energy because of the most recent pullback as we're going through a sector rotation again, back into growth stocks away from value, going back into specifically tech. So the rally we have seen has been narrowly focused. But as that rally expands, energy is going to be another place to be with a buy and hold strategy. If you're not interested in buying any energy stocks in particular, you can also buy index ETFs for oil. You can also hold it through, again, growth and in income, value funds, as well as high yield dividend funds. Okay, so that's kind of my take on where the market is today. As we prepare for 2024, if you're not ready to do any investing the last six weeks of the year, don't worry about it. You're not going to miss out on anything because between Thanksgiving and Christmas, things tend to slow down anyway, whether it's going up, staying flat or going down, volume tends to drop off. So for those of you who aren't ready to commit to any new positions, give yourself an opportunity to put together a watch list of things you would like going into the new year. Okay, go ahead and take your time with that. The markets will come to you. Lastly, guys, I have to say, I always talk about this. It seems like every two podcasts now, the Fed, the Fed, the Fed. A few weeks ago, Chairman Powell came out and said he's going to hold rates 
higher for longer. Those are his words, higher for longer. And we see that reflected in mortgage rates or loans, uh, personal loans, et cetera. The idea is the economy is slowing down, but we have yet to hit the target of a 2% inflation rate. We're getting there. We got some CPI numbers earlier this week. For those of you who don't know, CPI is Consumer Price Index, and it's showing a decent slowdown. So much so, there is a lot of talk or opinion out there about the Fed pausing or maybe one more hike, and that's it. Beyond that, we don't know what's going on. Some of the more optimistic folks out there, and maybe you heard this on CNBC, you're reading on Seeking Alpha, Motley Fool, whatever source of information you also use, some are talking about interest rate reduction late 2024. I don't know about that. I really don't have an opinion on that. The reason being is I get my news on the Fed directly from the Fed. They are very good at verbalizing their position, why and where they think things are going. So if Chairman Powell says higher for longer, that's where I'm at. But that doesn't mean that the economy still is going to grow. It just means it's going to happen at a slower pace. This doesn't mean that the stock market is going to go down, which is evident right now, because again, in the face of quote unquote higher for longer, the markets are doing well, right? Now, it's not a broad-based rally. It is specific to growth stocks and in particular tech and cybersecurity, right? Energy has seen a pullback. So we want to see a broad-based rally, and in the face of the information from the Fed, that'll probably happen on through 2024. Things are ramping up to be very good, so keep your eye out. Please continue to listen and watch my podcasts. And again, go to the website, touchstonefinancialeducation.com. We have revamped. We have our class list there. You can sign up for classes or ask me a question about anything, but you can ask specifically about what class you would like to take, how they work, what type of homework I provide, et cetera. Also, again, still continuing with the consults. Love it. I love the reach out from you guys. I truly appreciate it. And even my international listeners too, love it. You guys go ahead. Anything you want to hear me discuss, leave me a message. Send me an email or fill out the form on the website. Doesn't take too long. We're good to go here to listen to our clients, students, as well as you podcast listeners and YouTube video watchers. Oh, and by the way, go to YouTube. Please subscribe to the channel. And I will be talking to you guys sooner than later. I'm not going to wait three weeks to produce the next one because we are poised to go into 2024. There's a lot that's happening, and I'd like to reach out and kind of convey my opinion on that. But for now, thanks for listening. If you have any questions, please email me. And also check out the page where we have testimonials from our clients. It's really nice when people take time out of their schedule to write something nice about what you're doing. And I have some clients who have done that for me. So if you guys have questions about me or what I provide, please take a look. Thank you guys and take care. And I'll talk to you very soon.